everybody, this is Random Chatterings episode 40! I'm Arlul Rodriguez, and my special guest today is... Me? Yes! Oh, Matthew McDonough from the <laughs> Passers by Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing alright, how are you? I'm fine, my weekend was very lengthy and uh, seemingly... Uh, uh, just felt like it dragged on and on and on and on. But uh, I forgot to record something, which I will, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to say what it is, because it's a surprise. Um, um, but yeah, other than that, it's okay. College is fine. Oh. Not kicking what me in the dick as what much. What made the weekend drag on for you? Because I know what made the weekend drag on for me. Oh, um, for me, okay, it was like, a, it was like an, uh, it was like a, it was like a combination of things. It was first that we had a quiz and exam for Japanese that I took a lot more time to devote to. And so, and also the lack of sleep and some other stuff that I can't exactly mention, um, <laughs> personal stuff. Um, all right. Just all those things just built up and I just felt just dragged down. Like it's like slower than usual. Just less like, uh, I'm a slug. And, um, thankfully the recording session I actually had on Saturday was actually really got me out of it, uh, that feeling. And I was actually able to accomplish a lot of work, uh, on Sunday and Actually, no, I accomplished no work on Sunday, which is a good thing, because uh, I got to breathe a little bit. <laughs> um, but um... Isn't, that, isn't that interesting how um, just, you know, sometimes sitting down in front of the microphone and sometimes just, you know, getting some, just letting some air out will actually, like, shift your mind into a different gear or it will get you to a different track or a different state of mind to where you're actually able to either be productive or to be unproductive or to relax or to do whatever it takes to, you know, move you back on track to keep you back on focus. You know, it, it's strange, but it's also awesome. I th it works for us because, you know, as, since we're both podcasters and because uh, I don't know, there's, there's like some kind of freedom um, to just being able to talk, to speak my mind. And uh, especially with, I'm recording with my friend uh, Amber, who has been on the show before. Um, and it was just so much fun recording with her and just like, and like shooting the shit. And, and I, and I think, I, I think Sean told me this once, Sean from Horribly Awkward, for those who don't know, um, um, he, he told me that if I should, if I feel like recording like two times a week or three times a week, whatever I need, I should just record three times a week. And I think I'm going to take that more seriously. Like not even just like talking to people like Matthew over here, but, um, you know, like talking to like, just talking to myself about like a video game or like a movie or something. Just like giving myself that little time just to kind of forget about the bullshit in, in the world today. Oh yeah, and Sean keeps trying to get me to release two episodes a week, and I'm like, Sean, <laughs> I'd love to, but I have a wife and kid, man. I can't. I have to go to work. I have to put food on the table. I would love to do two episodes a week. I love to do a daily episode, but there aren't that many guests out there. Oh, I'm dear. not that nice God. of a person. <laughs> Daily? Now that's a fucking... Who was the person... Oh, okay, um, now I'm actually remembering an episode. Uh, 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 I think it's episode 10, actually. Who's the person you had on episode 10? Uh, let me pull it up here real quick. I've got everything. Episode 10. This guy's on it. He's going back 40 episodes. <laughs> Our little... <laughs> on it. Clint from Geek Dig. <laughs> Clint from... Right. He he had a great story about how he had the he started his first podcast. I don't remember the name of it, unfortunately, but I think he had like a two, like he did fifty two episodes in 
I think, how long did he do it? Like 40 some days. Something I, like that. Just, that's just. That's insane. And, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I respect him so much that he was at one, he was able to record those episodes, two, posting them. But that is too much. Way too much mm -hmm. pressure to put on yourself. And Especially, Jack, his buddy Jackson, was on episode 30 talking about this kind of the same thing. Yeah. But it's yeah. I don't. I don't understand recording that many episodes. It's just too many episodes. No, that's way, way, way too many. It's also just you just like thinking about like quality control is something I do think about on on my show. Um, that's why I'm like very like when I when, if even though I've had my friends on, I make sure that they're like people I have a good rapport with and that we can have a good conversation. Like if it's just like I wouldn't want to just be like silence or like white noise or something. That would be like very uh, off putting, you know. Um, but so my, you're, my you guy? exercise quality control. You exercise, you know, you have people who are interesting. You have people with great stories and whatnot. What the hell am I doing here, Arlo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even talk on my own damn podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair, Matthew. You, you know you're better than that. Oh, I got it. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't even talk on my own show. So when I guest, I always feel, I feel horribly awkward. Oh, horribly Shout out. Awkward. <laughs> Sorry, I don't actually do that. But <laughs> I just, actually... I'm like, I don't even talk on my own show. And people want me to guest. I'm like, you, you do listen to my show, right? You know that I'm, <laughs> I'm not a talker. But I mean, Anybody who creates anything, like even your show, there's some interesting story behind there. Um, you were gonna, t you were just about to tell me like what happened in your weekend that made it so so terrible. Oh, it just, it just drags. I, I work Saturdays now, and you know, on an eight-hour day on a Saturday after four eleven or five elevens throughout the rest of the week, you know, it's like five, and you're cre creeping up towards like sixty hours, and then Sunday is do nothing day and it's awesome but for some reason it just feels like forever i get a one day weekend but it still seemed like forever <laughs> no yeah I, uh, I know that i mean i definitely shouldn't be saying this because i'm 23 i mean i kind of I, I i understand what you're you're saying um no but yeah just some days especially um as someone who um occasionally has bouts of depression some days just feel like they go on forever, and um, and it's like I think I felt really terrible when I, mean, I shouldn't feel terrible because sometimes you just feel a certain way and you just kind of cope with mm -hmm. it. But just one day, I just I just was telling my friends that I just feel like shit today. Uh, I like I feel kind of like it's a burden to be alive, and and I just felt like. Was there a reason? I said, no, there's no reason. It's just I just feel that way today. It's insane. That's just the way it is some days. And yeah. I was I was listening to this podcast called The Crazy Life. If you you should look it up. It's awesome. And it's um Brian from Salty Language and Heno from Moving the Needle and Gotham Lights and like a million other podcasts. They're talking and there's a third co host, Jen, but she's been gone the last few weeks. They're talking about how they're talking about like there's um, high-level depressives and then there's low-level depressives. And high-level depressives are people that, you know, they go to work every day and it doesn't show. And they're like overachievers and they're mm -hmm. they're always busy and trying to keep themselves busy so they don't sink into that. 
But then when they have their own personal time, like you said, I just I just feel like crap. And mm-hmm. you know, I am one of those people. And it's interesting how you know, through treatment and through actually being medicated these last few weeks, or about a month, about a month now? Yeah. For being medicated in the last month, how it's interesting, like I had a, a an issue where you're thinking about mortality and you're like, well, you know, eventually everything's going to end and I don't want to die, but I have to die. Like that's part of life. And then, you know, you used to take that and it, I call them mortality spirals. Cause then you just keep cycling the same oh, thoughts God, until yes. you're like into yeah. this large depression. Right. But for some reason it was like the spiral just hit this glass floor that just, it wouldn't let me go any further, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was like, it wasn't like more like a, a pillow of a floor. It was like, hold on, I'm going to help you out here and I'm going to push you back up. It was cool right. yeah. because normally it would have thrown my whole mood off and I'd come home and I'd be grumpy and I'd be shitty yeah. and I'd be like, I don't know, Arlo, I want to cancel the podcast tonight. I don't <laughs> feel like doing it. <laughs> and then we'd never reschedule. And then I'd like delete my Twitter again for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, H- have you actually deleted your Twitter before? <laughs> oh, I've, I've, yeah, I had uh, a breakdown a few months ago that put me not in the best graces with a large part of the Twitter community. Oh dear. <laughs> was this before you had uh, passersby? No, it was passersby. Oh wow. It was about episode what thirty something. Yeah, it was a while back. Yeah. I had a, a personal life kind of like crisis slash breakdown. And, you know, I came out the other side, but I decided at that point I needed to actually, you know, go to my doctor and ask for help instead of trying to be, you know, the strong stereotypical, you know, <laughs> men don't cry and men don't feel feelings <laughs> and men shouldn't be anxious. And, you know. That bullshit. Just suck it up and stop being a <laughs> You know, all that kind of shit. Um, you would not believe the stuff you hear working in the shop. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, uh, uh, okay, not my Twitter. <laughs> not my Twitter, but my Facebook absolutely I've deleted because I have felt too depressed. Um, oh, like I felt, Facebook I, will make you feel depressed. Get I off fucking it. hate Facebook. Sean, Sean heard my rant. I think, I think, no, I ranted on my show when he was on it. About how Facebook just feels like designed to to be a repellent for people with anxiety or people with depression. Well, it's... that's because you're looking at people's highlights. Right, right. Nobody, nobody ever puts you know their blooper reel on Facebook. Everybody's putting <laughs> their highlights. Right. And uh, f- funny enough, though, I think I was ta- I don't know who I was talking to. I think it was either Amber or my brother. But I was telling her that, uh, or them, whoever, <laughs> that I'm actually posting more stuff on Instagram now. Uh, Instagram.com slash random chatterings. <laughs> but it's, I think it's because I, I intentionally don't post pictures of myself. I post pictures of, oh, I feel this way today. Or like, I think like a couple of days ago I posted like just this anime character who's sleeping. And then the second panel is her saying, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, 
But there was all there, people do also have those pictures where they post um they're they're oh I'm with my boyfriend oh I'm with my husband and we're in Paris or something. But it doesn't bother me as much. I guess it's just because I don't know like I don't have the personal connection. Like I, maybe it's like friends sometimes. But it, mm-hmm. it does, it's, I don't know. I guess it's also because like if you don't like those pictures, you can just move on. You can just swish up, and then there's like other pictures you can look at that are more pleasant. Um, oh, yeah, and I mean, if you're going to sit there and compare, you know, your your nuanced life and your ups and downs and your lefts and rights and your feel-good days and feel-shit days, and, you know, if you're going to compare, like, your mac and cheese dinners and ramen <laughs> soup and all that other crap to, you know, somebody else who's posting, like, just had a steak, like, if you're going <laughs> to post... It, if you're going to compare like your three dimensional fully fleshed out experience to, you know, this cardboard cutout, this, you know, JC Penny catalog photo of somebody else's life, there's, it's, you're obviously going to pale in comparison because, mm-hmm. you know, you know that they're feeling those things, but mm-hmm. the way you're perceiving other people's lives through Facebook and through Instagram is like, oh, look at all the cool stuff that's happening to everybody else. And what am I doing? I'm sitting here scrolling on Facebook. Like, <laughs> of course, you're going to feel depressed because mm-hmm. you're not seeing these people like take a million selfies so they don't feel fat in one of them. So they can mm-hmm. post it and then they go cry in the shower because, you know, work sucks. Right, but you know they look forward to that trip to Paris because that's the only thing they've got. Right. Yeah. It's strange and it's weird, but I've realized that it's all bullshit. Yeah. Everything on all social media is <laughs> bullshit. So I just I take Twitter and Facebook and Instagram like three percent serious right now. Right. And, and I, I mean, if somebody's having an issue, I'll reach out and talk to them, but I'm not going to be like, oh, look at all this cool, awesome stuff. Like, yeah, I'm marketing my fundraiser and all that other stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, I'm not, I'm posting episodes and I'm posting stupid shit and I'm marketing the fundraiser and that's about all I do. Right. And, and I think, I think once I finally got my, well, I've had. I think I've had three Twitter accounts. I remember what the first one was called. I think my first one was just my first name. And then I think I got, like, hacked by a porn bot. So I had to I had to say goodbye to that account. No um, way. Keep that one. <laughs> send, out, <laughs> send out real tweets alongside, like, you want me? Like, <laughs> they're sending out, like, the naughty pictures and stuff. And you're like, come check out my new episode. Like, keep that one. <laughs> I worked for it, man. I, I don't. It don't. I don't think it exists anymore. I think it's gone. I think I deleted it for oh, good. Sorry. That sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Um, but then I have my personal Twitter account, and now I have the random chatterings Twitter account, and um, I think I kind of like having that. Oh, I'm not really. I mean, I'm just, I'm just like a, a pre, not a presence, but it's more like I'm just. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to describe it because it's like. You know who's behind it, but it's still like, oh, I'm not really advertising myself as the person. I'm advertising myself as the show. So it's so it's so I, I feel like I can take more risks in terms of like contacting people, like me like liking stuff and that kind of thing. And I don't think about it as much as I used to when I had my personal um, when when I well I still have it, but it's like I don't have as much of an obligation of trying to present myself in the best way. I can just like oh I can just like screw around for a couple minutes, 
and promote the show every once in a while. I don't even promote the show as heavily as some other people as other people do. I just post the one episode, like, and then I put the um, like I put the fucking I pin it to my profile, and then like maybe if I think that it hasn't doesn't hasn't done as well, and I really feel it should, I'll probably like send it like tweet it out again, but. I, I, just a bit more of a freedom to doing it behind like a bit of a pic, yeah, behind an image, like not trying to impress people. It's just like this is just who I, this is just what the show is, and I'm sharing it, you know. Yeah, and I understand that, and I understand people with these really professional show accounts that are like, they don't respond to you on the show account. They'll hit you up on their personal account and be like, "Hey, you can chat to me here," or like they'll actually respond with their personal account, but they won't. The show account's just for like. Here's our new episode. Here's what we're sucking dick for. Here's who, you know, whose back we're scratching. Like, like doing that kind of stuff. I understand that, but you know, it's social media. The average life expectancy of a tweet's like seven minutes. Yep. So, I could go on the longest rant, and if you don't scroll back up through my timeline, you'll never see it. Right. So have some fun. I'm starting to, and it's, it's 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 like it's trial and error with anything in life. It's trial and error. It's like figuring out how do I navigate through this fucking miserable shit show that I call my life. Like how do I do the right? Th- like I like, I definitely don't do the right things, and I've done some horrible things in my life, like regrettable things that I will not mention on the show because I, I'm ashamed of them. And but it's, it's not just... a horrible shit show. <laughs> That's the cool part. All those horrible, awful, nasty crap things those are those are what makes Arlo Rodriguez Arlo Rodriguez <laughs> uh, no yeah you can't you can't sit there and say oh well this is all shit like no no it's not everybody has that shit at least you're not like losing 900 million dollars and then not paying taxes for the last 20 years <laughs> sorry wrong podcast down the hall <laughs> Uh, I don't even know who that is. That could be anybody. Um, no, I, I think I just said that to say uh, comedic effect. I don't actually think. My, I, I I know my life is better now, and I'm also start trying to acknowledge the good stuff with the bad stuff. Like my my counselor, uh, he he's pretty pretty much told me repeatedly, and uh, he's had to because sometimes I lose sight of that. That it's both. It's they're equally. It's just like how to deal with when the bad days happen. Like just doing it productively. Being productive about it and, you know, going on about it as well as you can, that's, I guess that's what it, that's what it uh, leads, well, not leads up to. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad. You know, that's right. an old, old show. I'm, you, <laughs> it's part of the same song. You're 24. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. How old are you, How old are you, Matt? I just turned 29, but I'm about 47 in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and, then other, and then other days I'm 16. I don't know. Um, I've heard of the facts of life. Uh, I, I, it, there's no way to watch. Is that, it's, it's on DVD, probably. Oh, you got it. It's got to be somewhere. Or you could watch it not illegally, not online, not at, you know, like, putlocker.com. I mean, that's definitely not a place where you could watch, like, anything online at all. Right. 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some shows, like some old shows that I haven't ever seen, and I really want to check them out, like All in the Family, Golden Girls, and Cheers. These are all like... Cheers is on Netflix. Oh, All sweet. this season. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Wait, I'm, in, I'm still in college, though. <sighs> Should I sacrifice my college career to watch all of Cheers? What do you think, Matt? Do it. Do it um, episodic. <laughs> you know, make uh, Thursday nights at 7. Cheers. Like, you have to sit down on Netflix and watch Cheers at that time. Make it like it was back in the 80s. Like, you sit down with your TV dinner on your, <laughs> on your rickety-ass tray, and you watch Cheers, and then you pretend to like your family and go to bed. <laughs> oh, God. That's too real, man. <laughs> Thursdays at seven. Thursdays and at then, seven. And then, like, you, you have to go to bed because, like, your parents want to watch something on HBO, but you sit there and you, you peek out and you're like, whoa, that's not HBO at all. And then you're like, oh, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> and, like, you keep bothering them, but they just want some goddamn peace and quiet. And you just keep being like, well, I need a snack. Well, I need a drink. Well, I need to go to the bathroom. And your parents are just like, oh, my God, kid. You've been at it for 27 hours straight. <laughs> Go to bed or I will put you to bed. I understand that saying now. I have a four-year-old. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to power bomb him to sleep. And that's just the way it is. You'll love the kid, but it has been a long-ass day. And I don't have time for this shit at 1030 at night. <laughs> Oh, I, I love the Louis C.K. quote. I think it's from his first stand-up special. Like he just, or he ta he talked about it um, uh, when George Carlin passed away. I think he got to speak, and uh, he said something about how um, Carlin gave me the well, not me, but well, like both of us, I guess. <laughs> uh, Louis was saying how Carlin allowed him to kind of take more risks with, like, with what kind of stuff we should say, what what kind of what kind of jokes are appropriate, not just appropriate, but just like what topics we should we should or shouldn't cross and. There's like one thing he said that I was just having this thought in my brain and I decided to just say it on stage. You know, I've been trying to have sex with my wife, but I can't because my kid's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like... It's right, though. <laughs> but he, he also mentioned how he was like the audience was kind of going, oh, whoa. And it's like, whoa, I'm somewhere new now. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess at the time, I know a lot more. I, I, I think that joke isn't as as controversial nowadays but like then like in 2006 or whenever he said that joke in 2004 i guess it must have been uh very taboo especially i don't know was that close oh, yeah. to in like no child left behind when those when that law was passed or something like that 2004 2005 was um kind of the the, the shift into alt comedy that was starting up where you were able to you know just go up and do stuff like that and be able to talk about stuff like that. It was kind of like the breaking down of the, you know, sport coat. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, kind of comic. It was, <laughs> you know, you were able to be more freeform. You were able to be uh, more storytelling comedy, not like one liners or, you know, I just flew in from Atlanta and boy, my arms are tired. You know, that kind of comic. <laughs> uh, what kind of comedians do you, do you like, Matt? I am a big fan. I know I just totally said that alt comedy, but I'm I'm liking a lot of the local people. I know my wife's cousin 
is a comedian and I haven't heard her set yet, but uh, we went and saw a bunch of her friends and a bunch of the local guys do a lot of some really like funny alt comedy. Um, I like Pete Holmes, Kumail Nanjiani, you know, kind of the uh, Bill Burr style where it's just like, you know, a dude on stage saying stuff and you know their premises and setups and knockdowns and, but you're enjoying it because you're like, yeah, this guy's being totally comfortable, but he's also, you know, making us laugh. Right. And I also like the really off the wall stuff. Like, um, who was the guy who played the, the one dude in Reno 911, the oh. don't touch the box guy. I have no idea. I never saw that show. You need to watch that one now. <laughs> Definitely watch Reno 911. I don't know what his name was, but he, he came out and he did like part of his set like that character. And it was, it had me rolling because it wasn't, you know, it was kind of like Andy Kaufman style where, you know, oh, man. the the fact that I'm breaking form is what it's, it's for me. I'm doing something funny on stage because it's going to make me laugh in my right. head. It's right. not for the audience right now. Like it's just him playing around. Yeah, those, so those... dumb shit like that. <laughs> Uh, I, I do like those comedians a lot. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the fence with Bill Burr. I, I, I um, kind of like Lewis with Lewis Black. I think that like they're, they're, like they can be really funny. And Bill Burr, I think he did the, um, it was like the 11 minute hell heckle, like against what seemingly felt like, like a huge stadium of people, like 40,000 people. So he's really. Philly. Have you seen that video? Yes, he destroyed Philly, and it was <laughs> awesome. I think he's very like a very accomplished and talented as a comedian, but I I just uh, I think his yelling style doesn't connect with me as much. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I do know he's like he's really great. Um, I just I just can't listen to too much of his stuff at like at once. So um, yeah, my, oh, yeah, my... It, it reach, hmm? you reach a saturation point. There's a reason a show is only like sixty minutes. You right. can't you can't sit and watch seven hours of somebody be funny and still be like ha 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 at the end of it like no and if you're doing that you're an insane person <laughs> uh, no absolutely um, my favorite comedian uh, is uh, Louis C.K. Um, some of my other favorites are like uh, uh, Aziz Ansari uh, Hannibal Burris um, Bill Cosby before all the shit went down with him <laughs> before he, he found out he was be a... your favorite comedian he can still be your favorite comedian <sighs> he's oh, those just early albums are fantastic but he's a terrible but the, person but the the deeds don't make the art any less great do they like well, you could look at a hitler you could look at a hitler painting and be like oh that's a really cool painting until you find <laughs> out i mean and then you find out who the artist is does that make it a shitty painting all of a sudden like and I mean we all know Yoko Ono is like the worst thing ever to happen to music <laughs> like she's horrible uh, I kind of like I, I like avant-garde music so I don't mind her style as much <laughs> I know it's insufferable but I I, I just it, she has the worst voice that's not a singing voice <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a baby the baby <laughs> trapped in the crib with its head sideways like help it <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Um, well, I'm only basing I'm only basing that. Maybe I haven't heard her later stuff, but I'm basing off like Plastic Ono Band. I think the I think the collaborative album album she did with John Lennon after he left the Beatles. That wasn't mm-hmm. too bad, but I have but maybe maybe her later stuff isn't as good. But then again, whose later stuff is ever good or as good? And I'm sure somebody's going to tell us whose later stuff was good or as good. <laughs> uh, well, we haven't gotten a comment yet on the show. Uh, this might be the first one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Eminem's newer stuff's killing it. Adam Sandler's new stuff? Eminem. No, oh, not Eminem. Adam Sandler. <laughs> No, yeah, no, Mar- uh, I haven't actually heard Marshall Mathers LP too, but I heard it was really good. Oh, Rap God was ridiculous. Oh, that's great. I don't remember what else was in that album. I need to check it out. Yeah, yeah well, uh, Scorsese, I mean, he made, um, in the 70s, he made Wolf of Wall Street. That's technically mm-hmm. his later stuff, and Wolf of Wall Street may be, like, the, the most, um, brilliant, um, uh, What's the word? A takedown of 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 God damn it! What is this fucking word? Not capitalism. Well, I guess capitalism to some extent, but just wealth and just exuberance and greed. Greed, but there's like a word for it, but I can't think of the word. Bank. <laughs> bank <laughs> of bank, uh, imaginable. Just like just excessive, and every single frame of it is just like ridiculous, and it's just like imagining the the, the greed of of these people. These um, I don't remember what the fuck they were, but just how they were like stealing the country, and it's just yeah, excess. That's the word I'm thinking. Excess. Just, and it's also funny though because I mean it's hard to depict a story like that. And I think some people did complain that maybe it went too far, or maybe it was kind of glorifying it. And I don't think it was ever glorifying it, because we were laughing at these assholes the whole time. So you couldn't possibly, unless you were, something was wrong with you, you couldn't, couldn't possibly have been sympathizing with these people. But some people were, apparently, because, like I said, they're, I don't know, something wrong with them. <laughs> or maybe they, maybe it was like it was, they felt like it was a reflection of them. And they already have a high opinion of themselves, so they're saying, "Yeah, they're doing. They they know what's up. They know what's going on." As they throw a midget onto a onto a, a target board or something. Oh, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> what about for the? I don't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say midget. I mean the little person. What about for the little person? I mean, there's got to be consent in both parties. I'm not just gonna grab. <laughs> You know, a little person walking down the street and hurl them as far as I can. That's just not. <laughs> That's true. Um, we should take our break. Uh, but we, uh, when we come back, uh, Matt's actually going to tell us what his podcast is about. Because I was actually going to ask him, but we kind of got on a tangent. All right. <laughs> um, uh, right. More with Matt from Pastors by Podcast when we return.
and we're back. Uh, taking us back is Tralala by Gunter. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like that one. Uh, I do. Um, I especially... Well, I think future me will like it once he actually hears it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, we didn't mention what your podcast is about and who you are exactly. Uh, we kind of just like just threw wind, just caution out the wind. So yeah, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Pastors by Podcast? So I'm Matthew McDonough, and I run the Pastors by Podcast. The Pastors by Podcast is basically just a place where. I turn on a microphone and I let a random person come and tell a story, any story of their choosing, um, unedited, unscripted, you know, as naturally, as comfortably as possible. Like, I just, it's like if you were eavesdropping on somebody at like a campfire telling like this awesome story that they they came across one day Mm -hmm. or, you know, like. Oh, there, there was this one time that something really interesting happened to me, and here's the story of that. And that's kind of what Passersby is, because everybody has that one story, that amazing story that they love to tell and that they're good at telling, or that one story that they want other people to hear. And I just kind of give the guests the open microphone and the ability to do that and, you know... Honestly, it's just an excuse for me to listen to a podcast before anybody else gets to, because <laughs> I'm pretty much a listener as well. Right. Uh, I think that's um, for for um, uh, for people who do listen to his podcast, who you should, because it's fantastic. Um, just it always interesting to see like the different kinds of people that you've you've had on the show. I think I think for a while you had like a lot of podcasters on. I think now you're you're um, broadening your now your horizon. I should say, like, I don't. I, I said that incorrectly. Well, you're, you're getting like people of all different of different types. That's what I mean to mm-hmm. say. And um, but how everybody really um, uh, everybody has um, that. Um, never mind. You know, what? I'm just repeating what you just said. So never mind. <laughs> no, it's it's totally cool. Like it's the the interesting thing for me is, and I kind of wanna. I've I've been exploring it lately with couples, mm-hmm. and it's you know, people's perceptions of a event. Like everybody has their nine eleven story. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was born, you know, who has the ability to comprehend what happened that day, you know, has their nine eleven story. You know, and no two stories are exactly... I mean, it could be two people standing side by side for that whole day. And they, they'd have completely different stories because they're completely different people. Right. So, or like like I, I always say, something could happen at a sporting event in a stadium. And you've got 10,000 people there and you've got 10,000 different stories. I mean, no single person is going to have the same exact story. They're all going to perceive it differently. They're all going to use different language. Everybody, and there's no two people that are going to piece together, you know, their sentences the same way or use the same adjectives or, you know, be as expressive as the other person. Like, it's just everybody has a different way. And then really the art form is in the way the person is telling the story 
and the way they're presenting the content and the way they're self-editing before they speak and the way they're choosing, you know, oh, he was wearing a blue jacket versus, <laughs> oh, he was a black dude. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you know, they, they, it's what details they choose to leave in, what details they choose to leave out, you know, what they, what they experience or what they deem is important to convey as information. That's more so the art form of the podcast. Right. That's so... That's such a perfectly succinct way of explaining explaining that concept. It's, I mean, if uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll share my 9/11 story. Um, I think it was, um, I think I must have been, let's see, eight years old, and for some yeah. reason I didn't go to school that day. Um, I don't. I think I maybe no. That was September. No, I must have. I I think I. Must I maybe maybe I was sick or something, but I think my mom was watching the television and um, and I think I woke up around nine a.m. or something like that and I I think I stumbled out of bed. Um, my brother must have been like three years old or something, and I just kind of like walked into the living room and my mom was just kind of fixated on the television and I saw these uh, the 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 World Trade Center burning. But I, my mom kept thinking, this is like an action movie, or this is just feels like this is like a movie that's happening. And and I, I was eight years old. I had no idea what the context was. I had no idea what what had happened. I didn't know if it was a movie myself. I didn't know if that was what was um, going on. And I think I, I think it just uh, my mom was just kind of transfixed by the imagery. She she I, I'm sure she was also maybe like pained by it, but she was just. I'm kind of just amazed and I think she was watching I think she watched the news for most of that day as I'm sure a lot of people did and I just turned around and just went back to bed or I just went back to my room and just like I guess my mom needs her moment or something and it was like Christmas it was like I woke up and it was like Christmas because I, I I usually don't wake up early or, or I usually don't wake up by myself unless like there's like this there's like something to look forward to and unfortunately on this day uh, Christmas was the worst terrorist attack on our country's history. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have that story compared to your mother, who is in the same room, was experiencing something completely different. But it's the same event. Right. You know, and that's that's kind of what Passersby is all about, is, you know, just collecting stories from people about, you know, things that they've experienced what what um made you want to get started um creating passersby uh in the in the first place i was um i used to go out a lot and i i used to listen to a lot of people you know i used to be the guy at the end of the bar listening to people's stories you know it'd be closing time and still talking to people (laughs) and you know eventually you know i got sober i got cleaned up Mm -hmm. and then i there weren't quite as many stories so i started listening to podcasts and then i realized you know this microphone's kind of cheap you know (laughs) the blue snowball's like 60 bucks so i recorded the first few shows on the blue snowball Mm-hmm. And I released them, and I was like, oh, well, people are liking this a little bit. I, I guess I'll keep doing it. So I got the Yeti, 
Now I got a mixer, and then nice. all of a sudden ATR twenty one hundreds are on sale, and I'm I'm recording things, and you got the pop filter and all this other, and you start collecting the gear, and you're like, well, I've got the gear, <laughs> and I've got people listening. I should, you know, do something to it, and mm. you know, eventually, I just I took what was an old podcast with a completely made up word, and I took that and I turned it into passersby, and I I moved some fans over and then here we are just listening to people tell stories what was the old format of your show like it was pretty much the same um it was a, a little shorter and i was it was it was awkward and clunky and if you go to the patreon for passersby you'll you can listen to all those episodes there Ooh. and it it was okay but it you know, I've I've since refined it and turned it into this. Oh, I didn't know if you were gonna you were gonna say another <laughs> no. word after this. <laughs> uh, I, I was expecting like some flowery language, like this, um, capturing oh God, of the no. human experience. <laughs> no, the flowery language is in the description of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I think uh, in the break, uh, I don't mean to, for us, for us to seem like we're like retreading old information, but I think it is interesting um, that you had uh, John Filipnicki on on your show. Yeah, that was that was really that was a, a treat, honestly, because it started with a joke tweet back and forth. Um, <laughs> the history of bad ideas um, was talking about user questions, and then. One of my friends, Tony from Salty Language, asked what celebrity they would like to wheel kick in the face, to which I replied, completely out of con. I just kind of stormed into the conversation and was like, yeah, I'd like to drop kick Jonathan Lipnick, he's straight in his dumb little glasses. And then he responded and was like, yeah, come at me, bro, pretty much. And he was joking around because he's a... a purple belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah. I'm like um no sir I don't want to kick you in the face <laughs> and then I was just like you know what I'm gonna go for it and I asked him and he said yes and we scheduled an interview and we buried the hatchet <laughs> and I released it and there it is did you actually like i haven't heard the episode yet so i apologize but did you uh, did you have to apologize to him or did you feel like apologizing to him or did you I was just like else? we had we had a conversation that was all in joking about who would apply wheel kicks to whose face and <laughs> there were certain words said that yeah it's all in the episode it was great <laughs> he was a good sport about it and he was having fun and he explained his side of the story like i said stories everyone different sides different experience and his his experience was just just as funny as mine where i was just like i'm gonna fire off a random child celebrity and he was like oh this person's talking about a random child celebrity aka me i'm gonna fire back it's not like i actually tagged him like i just said his name right. i didn't even like at him i just said his name and then like all of a sudden he drops in and i'm like oh shit <laughs> Um, how, um, how 
difficult was it for you to kind of like maintain to, to, to suppress your excitement when you you were when you were talking to him oh i failed i failed in like the first minute <laughs> and then and then you know i was able to like you just kind of i it was the first one of those that i had so i was just like i failed in the first minute and then you know we i built it back up and i was able to you know talk normally from that point on but you know in the warm-up, you know, we talked, we got comfortable. You know, I, I do I do, do a little bit of a warm-up before the show, so all that nervous energy is just gone by the time I record. Mm-hmm. The, the, the warm-up's actually more so for me than it is for the guest. <laughs> Sometimes, where I'm just like, okay, I have to get used to talking to this new person, and then right. we can get going. Right. Uh, well, I, I kind of, I, I did that with you. I, do, I think I did with all my guests. Um, I think, um, let's see, uh, Eric Helwig, um, who, uh, uh, aka Hot Dad, I think uh, the warm-up was like four minutes, and then and then we just kind of just went off from there. Uh, I think I did take notes for that for that uh, <laughs> interview. Um, but weird enough, though, I, I think I still, even with the warm-up, I feel like, all right, yeah, good. Okay, well, no, we have a good rapport with each other. That's great. What if I just have no questions to ask you at some point? What if I just run out of questions? That's not possible. There's always <laughs> questions. <laughs> There's definitely always some kind of question, but it's just like, I don't ever want to figure out what that feels like. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I got a little, I, I felt like at, at one point I was going to turn into that one Chris Farley skit where he had Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody else. He's like, hey, hey. You you remember that that one time in in Predator where 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 you shot the alien? That was pretty cool, huh? And like I I felt like I was gonna be like that at some point. I'm like, oh god, I don't want to do that. That was pretty awesome. Let's see. Speaking of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, what uh, do you watch? Uh, have you watched any? Do you watch any of his movies? Is that the the kind of movies you like to watch? I love cheesy 80s action, but I never really got into Arnold. I'm more of wow. a Keanu, Gary Busey kind of guy, so Point Break's my jam. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Get the fuck on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Forget so, all that Netflix shit we've been talking so about. Facts Go alive. rent 1991 Point Break. Patrick <laughs> Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey. Lori Petty, surfing, bank robberies. There's fire at one point. <laughs> There's a lawnmower. What does a lawnmower do? Guns. Oh, guns? I can't tell you. Spoilers. <laughs> so Go rent, point, rent it. Go rent it. Go down to your local block, blockbuster or whatever <laughs> and rent it. Sure, I'll, I'm not joking. We still got family video over in this area. People really? are still renting these like crazy. Oh yeah! Wow. We live in Backwoods, Michigan. <laughs> I know. I know. Probably like in like if there's like a family-owned business like video store or something. There's probably they're probably there, but like, all the big ones are gone. I remember when Hollywood Video. I think it used to be in my neighborhood uh, in California, and that one, that one I think disappeared like in 2005 or something like that. I think. Oh no, family video is still big in the Midwest. There's franchises everywhere. I can't believe that. Oh yeah. But do they, how did they, how are these still alive? Like, I mean, because you can't get good internet and stream everywhere. Like 
some people just still want to have their DVDs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And we're we're a family of that. I I do everything for the podcast on my phone because I will not have Comcast in my house. <laughs> that's just the way it is, and that's the only people we can get. We've checked. Really? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's either Comcast or nothing. And I said nothing. That's the way it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, my we have we have Time Warner. They're okay. They're not great, but they're okay. Better than Comcast. <laughs> um, have you uh, seen Commando? No. That might be the the if you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and how you know they're like these cheesy eighties action fests that might be the epitome of 80s action cheese fest because it's 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 like this it's it's a, it's a movie where i'm sorry i'm borrowing this from someone else and i if you, if you listen to the podcast uh chris i'm sorry uh his dialogue is just catchphrases just everything he says every line of dialogue he has is just a catchphrase and so kind of like kind of like big trouble little china i haven't seen that one either actually Oh my god. I'm so young, Interview man. I'm so weak. <laughs> I guess, sh- sure. Uh, <laughs> but it's also just like, it's like this ridiculous scene, I think, when um, the car's too big for him, so he just like rips off the top, and at some point they're driving, and they just pull off an RPG. I don't know even they just get this RPG, but they pull out an RPG from the car, and they blast, like, these cop cars that are blocking their way. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a satire of 80s action. And then, honestly, there shouldn't have been more 80s action movies after that, because that was just like, Commando did everything that we could possibly do with this genre. We can't go further with this. This is as far as it goes. <laughs> like, that's how amazing Commando is. Shut it down. We're done. <laughs> We've done everything. We've done everything. We're, 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 we're finished here. We're finished here. That was a good one. <laughs> I just repeated what you said, but in a different voice. That wasn't so impressive. No, that was a good one. Whatever voice that was, it was a good one. <laughs> you know what voice? I actually liked it. Oh, man. No, no, no I said it. Now I have to do it. We're, we're going up to war. We're going up to to, to fight fight the the Germans and. The... <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. I I didn't even know where that voice. How did that voice even develop over time? I mean, I know that the, the the joke is just everybody in the forties sounded like they were like talking a million miles a minute. But like, seriously, that's like a very specific. They didn't voice. though. That was that was just radio and TV and what's preserved, you right. know, through footage. Right. Exactly. That's. It was because. Believe it or not, radios were not, or the microphones picked up more bassy sounds. So, in order to combat that, you would have to talk with a very staccato tone, and you would have to follow through, and you would have to, you know, move your voice up and down all the time. And that was so, because of the quality of the speakers, they were not that high quality and you had to make sure that you know your voice was coming through clearly oh my god that the transatlantic accent is because we had shitty equipment back then but now <laughs> that technology 
<laughs> is as advanced as it is, you now have mumble rap, and that's just what happens. We need to go back to shitty speakers so people can talk normally <laughs> instead. Of... I mean, as great as it is, though, it is exhausting to do, and eventually, that's probably why everybody in the 40s died earlier than they needed to, or they had to. Oh, that's Well, they were smoking camels for their health. That is also true. There's a lot of reasons why people from the 40s didn't make it to <laughs> make it to the 60s. Well, World War II as well. Oh, that's... But a world war kind of, you know, <laughs> helps weed out some of the population. That's, um... Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh... so sorry. No, that was a dark turn. You went real dark. <laughs> that joke was so dark, it was innocent before proven guilty. <laughs> She's screwed! Sorry, wrong way around. <laughs> you mean guilty until proven innocent? Yes. Let me, let, let's redo that. Oh that was so dark that that joke just got stopped and frisked. <laughs> there, edit that one in. Wait, do you actually want me to just pretend the other joke didn't happen? Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> oh, now I actually have to remember to do that, or you're gonna be pissed off when you hear it. Oh my god, he didn't do that one edit. We we agreed we would do. Oh, I don't care. I'm never coming back on the show. There's there's been times my Skype call has dropped and I left it in because I don't I don't like editing stuff like that. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll leave it in. Yeah. See if any picks up on it and was like, hey, you just left like a minute and a half of you freaking out while trying to get a Skype call back. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, right. And, and on Sean's show, you were on for, I think, um, how, like 15 minutes and then you just... Your phone yeah, my phone died. Like, yeah, your phone died. Middle of the sentence. Yeah. Like right now I have 17% battery and it's sitting on the charger. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. As in right, right now. At this moment. Oh, oh yeah. shit. No, it's fine. We got time. I started at 28%. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Then. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, um, I, I love dark humor. I've, I've talked about dark humor on the podcast before. I had a whole episode about it. I think uh, episode 34 was all about my development of humor. Uh, I just... It's just like, I don't know. I, I never... <laughs> I never know how to respond when someone makes like a really hilarious joke and it's like that is so fucking dark Like that's the only way I can respond is like oh that's so edgy or like not edgy but it's like you know it's like oh you're pushing some boundaries aren't you <laughs> um, Well they they say comedy is tragedy plus time right? right yeah So like how long after Julius Caesar got stabbed did somebody go jeez that guy didn't see it coming there were like 37 of us <laughs> I think, and uh, then he blames it on Brutus. I, bro, there were like thirty-seven of us. <laughs> I think he was one of the. Well, he was Brutus was the conspirator, but I think he was also one of the stabbers. <laughs> yeah, but he blamed. That's like getting jumped by like ten dudes and then just being like, "Oh fuck, Paul, really? Come on, man. <laughs> Why'd you do this?" It's like it just wasn't me, man. There were like eleven of us here. 
I think uh, some. I think it was, it was a Colbert or maybe I don't remember who it was, but someone made a joke about Abraham Lincoln getting shot, and people were gasped audibly. It's like r- r- he's been dead for like 150 years. <laughs> yeah. I, just... I, I think we can joke about Abraham Lincoln being assassinated already. And then, and then there's that great episode of South Park. Um, oh well, now, now, now this is gonna double fucked up because Jared Fogle is a uh, pedophile. Um, but in that episode, um, Jared's telling everybody that oh my aides have been helping me, and uh, then at the end it's like uh, oh he's talking about his aides as in his like helpers, and then they realize oh my god aides is finally funny. and just there's like this fucking this i mean i I saw this in the craft article a long time ago and it's like one of my favorite commercials to go back to someone sold a candy called aids and it's supposed to be like a a diet supplement or something like that or like it's like aids helps you lose weight it's like oh my god (laughs) oh i mean yeah. yeah it does it does but, uh, some point yeah no that, that company's gone that company is long gone they they uh had the opportunity to redeem themselves and they instead decided to call themselves diet aids <laughs> and now they're gone <laughs> well i wonder where was their marketing department sniffing each other's assholes maybe so uh AIDS is the name we're gonna go with. That sounds good. Let's go with AIDS. <laughs> I, uh, I, guys, I got some concerns. Johnson, you're fired. We're going with AIDS. <laughs> oh God. Oh. It's something. It's something. And, and sometimes, it, like sometimes, it doesn't even have to write like a really fucked up scenario that happens. Like you just, you just go outside, or you just like read a, a, an article, and you just realize, wow, our election, our presidential election, is a is a dark joke that hasn't and feels like it will never end. Oh, it won't. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Pretty much, and and he's got to roll with the punches. He's got to live with that. And not the election. <laughs> I mean, like with, with, with the kind of when you joke about really dark things, and and sometimes I just have to even joke about my myself, and you know how depressed uh, I've been before, uh, because it, it's a part of me. I mean, it's 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 a negative part of me, but it, it is a part of me. And and um, I think I talked with the guys from uh, Isn't No One There, and just mentioned that you know. We don't laugh at ourselves, especially with the, under under those types moments of duress. We're gonna be you just feel overwhelmed all the time, and you feel even more miserable than you already were. And um, you just have to like I don't think it's hard to say because every time we talk about comedy, it's always like there's always these ifs and ands and like these howevers, and it's just it's a difficult thing to. It's like you can't really give a rule for it because there's always I guess there are exceptions, but it's still you know, I don't know. I feel like it's whatever works. Yeah. Like if if you can tell a stupid dark joke and it works, then it works. But if you, it's it's just the way the way it happens. 
Like sometimes a dark joke doesn't hit right, or you didn't use the right phrasing, or you didn't have the right little sly smile on your voice. <laughs> yes, I said on your voice when when you say it. Right. That's also a big part of it too. Like there's been people that that have gotten away with really dark jokes, and it's all because of their delivery, and also because most of the time when people say dark jokes that are funny, usually there there's like a point to it, or there's like there's like some kind of um, like there's, it's an intelligent person saying something broader, not just broader, but just like more than what the joke is. Like there's a bigger mm-hmm. point to the joke, uh, and that's the way I kind of try to approach. Well, then, but then I'll occasionally just laugh at. Haha, they said AIDS in the commercial. They sold AIDS candy, and thought that nothing would ever happen, and that their company was going to be fine. It's, that just you don't even have to write anything. That just that writes itself. <laughs> No, that's that's it right there. They <laughs> thought their company would be fine, but AIDS took them down eventually. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to put it that way, but uh, it's uh, same idea, same idea. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're about. To, I think we should wrap up pretty soon, but I think I have uh, one more question for you. Um, uh, do I have another question for you, actually? Maybe I don't actually. <laughs> right, right, right. How did you? Um, because I think this was something you experimented with in, in your podcast, but then you, but that's kind of more of a permanent fixture. Um, when did you decide to include those six questions, um, as part of your show? I decided to include the six questions because half an hour is an awfully scary amount of time to fill by yourself without somebody intervening. Mm-hmm. And I figured out it was an easy way to get the guest to open up and talk about other stuff if, you know, if their story wasn't, if their story just, if they just didn't f- feel comfortable filling the time. And it also was, it makes it a lot less scary. Like, oh, this guy runs a half an hour show. Oh shit, I don't have a half an hour worth of story to tell. So, you know, we can use those as jumping off points and we can use those as, you know, um, as points for conversation. And sometimes the the answers are really interesting. And nowadays the questions are getting interesting because I'm letting each guest submit a question and then I choose where to rotate it in and out. Interesting. Huh. So I have six questions right now and none of them are my own wow that's Mm -hmm. interesting so the wow that's i would imagine uh doing that you would kind of not restrict not restrict it but if you're like huh well i mean i I guess if it works it works that's interesting that's really interesting Mm -hmm. and with the with the amount of backlog that i have each guest pretty much has no idea what the questions are going to be Hmm. Because I typically keep three or four in the in the can, and there's only six questions. So, you know, you've got like you only are probably going to know a third of them if you listen to the latest episode. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, it's actually it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Our little it has been it has been great. Uh, I am so hungry, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I got home from work and I hopped right on Skype. Oh god! (laughs) I I, I was trying to avoid the same thing. Like, like, I I got home from work. Um, 
and I immediately made a, like uh, my my roommate made taco meat, uh, or, and so I just made a, like two quick tacos and then like hopped on Skype. <laughs> but you didn't even need anything, oh. man. You didn't. You don't so have. You've to... been like smelling it the whole time. No. Oh, you actually ate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see how it is. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm not like bragging, just saying I had the theme thought. Like, should I just wait until after, or should I just eat before? Uh, Sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to. Okay, first, first, Dude, first. Totally fine. First, like, I've had a conversation with Slammer in ninety just... minutes, and now I prevented you from eating on time. Like, oh, I'm a terrible person. I, uh, I, I just, I honestly just totally forgot that I was hungry until like right now. I was just like, God damn, I'm actually really hungry. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good timing, actually. Uh, Matt, where can where can people find you? You can find everything Passersby Podcast at passersbypodcast.com. The landing page there has an enter button that goes to the website. All the episodes are there. But below that is all the buttons for everything else, including our YouTube channel, where I am currently rendering and uploading all the old episodes as well as new episodes of Passersby. There's the Patreon there. There's the merch there. And right now, I'm actually running a fundraiser to help fight child hunger up here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with the Kids Food Basket. You can go to GoFundMe.com slash PBP Hot Wings, and you can donate there. Or you can tune in live on Facebook from the Pastors by Podcast Facebook page on November 12th, and you can watch me and a couple other podcasters burn our insides out with some of the hottest hot sauces known to man. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's for the kids. All right, taking us out today is Blind Ambition by Sophia Bastion. As always, you can find our podcast at randomchatterings.weebly.com. You can find us on Twitter at our Twitter handle, at Ranch at Podcast. You can email us at ranchatpodcast at gmail.com, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Blueberry by searching Random Chatterings, a silly podcast from silly people. And this question of the week is, what is your story that you would like to tell the world? Me? No, 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 for the audience, the audience. <laughs> that was a really long pause. I thought you actually, I thought the call dropped. No. <laughs> What's my story? Well, I mean, do you, do you have a story you want to you, you wanna tell everybody? I told that. Episode 3. Episode the 3. New Year's, the New Year's Eve party where I pretty much was a VIP for, like, zero money. <laughs> what? What does yeah. that mean? I got to go to... I hopped on a train to Chicago, and I met up with some dudes at a bar... And I had no idea who they were, and they had no idea who I was, but they realized that I had just hopped on a train to go to Chicago for New Year's <laughs> Eve. So they paid pretty much everything through that night, and they got me all the drugs that I wanted, and they got me all the drinks that I wanted for free, and oh. it was insane. It was pretty much the hangover. Holy shit. Well, if people want to check out that story, that is Passes by Podcast Episode 3. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Matt, we, we this has been this has been this has been this has been such a pleasure. It has been <laughs> such a pleasure. It has been awesome. I've enjoyed it. All right. Well, take care, everybody. You won't catch no substitutes on my side, cause if they were.
God damn it. Bowery. <laughs> I just oh. do the second half as Will Arnett. I was about to do a spit take, you bastard. It's gonna ruin my equipment. <laughs> Your equipment? <laughs> my equipment. He's gonna ruin his equipment, he says to the man in a $400 suit. Come on! <laughs> Really fucking good. Oh yeah, Michael, it was really good. <laughs> Holy shit, that's actually amazing. Whatever, I'm Batman. 